0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of
3: those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander gone V-CIN. Sin. It is a numbers game presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, who makes his a glorious return on Monday after some well-deserved time off. Uh, to steal Gil's bit, we do get tweets. Fezzik's uh, South Point runner up on Twitter. Uh, a live look at Cincinnati's back room, and it's a great picture in the scene from Casino Royale where James Bond's getting his groin wailed on by uh, a very heavy object trying to get information <laughs> out of it. Do you think that's exactly what they did to the guy out there in
1: Cincinnati? Yeah, I'm going to go with no probably, but uh, who knows, man? Who knows?
3: Who are you on the phone with? <laughs> Just like that. It's kind of funny. I, I like. I just like. I like the thought of it, especially if it was only like a two hundred dollars bet. I think that would be really funny too. Uh, all right, let's bring in Chris Felica. Nice enough to give us some time today uh, to talk about the the run for the roses coming up this week. But Chris, uh, am I correct? Are you feet on the ground here? Are you a roving reporter today?
4: I, I, I indeed am. I, I am at Churchill Downs already. Nice, nice ten thirty start on Oaks Oak Day. We've already. Already run second and third in the first race and did not have the winner, so uh, all, all things are normal here. We for an uh, der- Oaks and Derby weekend
3: for me. So let's talk about the uh, the Kentucky Oaks, the 149th running of it, uh, takes place uh, today, as you kind of mentioned. So walk us through like the main points of what we're going to see at least today here, Chris.
4: Well, today today is the big race for three year old Phillies. Uh, they're the Oaks Day. It's a a lot of people actually enjoy Oaks Day a little bit more than than Derby Day. Uh, because of the atmosphere, but they, 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 there's a big favorite in the race. And the, however, I don't think that she has to win. Uh, the, the horse's name is Wet Paint. She's the number seven horse trained by Brad Cox. Uh, she's shown some versatility. She's been on the lead or cl- close to the lead, and she's been a little bit uh, of a closer as well. So I, I think she's going to be hard to beat, but she, I think she is beatable. I think uh, the, the number five horse Wonder Wheel is someone that you might want to take a look at. Who's twelve to one on the morning line. Uh, she's got a couple of wings at Churchill Downs uh, early in her two-year-old's career. Uh, she won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies last year. She ran well in at Tampa, in Tampa Bay. And then just kind of didn't have – it was empty as a favorite in the, in the Ashland. So I think her bouncing back, third race off a layup, which you're looking to beat wet Payne, I think Wonder Wheel is someone to take a look at.
3: All right. Let's talk about the news around the Kentucky Derby. Then you said it's uh, somewhat normal, but it does seem it's a uh, little extreme or a little odd. We get three horses that are taken out of the field for various reasons. So walk us through the three horses that got taken out because one of them was relatively high on the odds board, correct?
4: Well, and and, one, and, and it was actually a fourth today. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the the uh, and actually it was my top pick. This is, this is a race going on right now. If you can't tell with uh, hmm. with Travis Stone in my in my. Uh, in the background going, so now it's going to get quiet. But yeah, my actual top pick of the number nine horse Skinner uh, was scratched this morning because of the fever. So unfortunately, I'm kind of back to the drawing board now in terms of how I'm going to play the race and who I'm going to key. But yeah, the number nine horse Skinner was scratched. Um, you, had, you had the number uh, 10 horse right next to him, Practical Move was scratched. He was 10 to 1. You had the uh, number 20 horse, continue our scratch. And he has the number 19 horse, Lord Miles Scratch, as there's some stuff going on with the trainer, Sappy Joseph, and his barn. All of his horses at Churchill Downs have been scratched. So, uh, Lord Miles Scratch, four horses have been scratched. The also eligible list has been exhausted. So, right now we are at a field of
0: 19
2: mm.
4: uh, beginning tomorrow for the Derby.
3: So, how does that affect post position if you don't have a full field?
4: Um, Everyone will just slide in one spot from, from like where, where you were. Okay. Everyone will just come over one spot. So the number 20 spot uh, will be left empty, and all the other spots will just fill in accordingly.
3: So, of course, look, I'll ask some pretty novice questions. I'm not very uh, up on uh, when it comes to uh, Kentucky Derby handicapping. So let me ask you, because I do know, obviously, post position is very important. uh, And with a changing field like we've had over the last few days, uh, when you look around at the field as it stands right now, can you walk me through a couple of the, I guess we'll call them trends, for lack of a better term, when it comes to some of these post positions and the horses that you don't want some of these unfavorable spots?
4: Yeah, I think that the biggest concern are the horses down – on the inside, like, have not, there hasn't been a winner from the one post uh, since Ferdinand. There hasn't been a winner uh, from one, two, or three since Real Quiet in, uh, in 1998. So, like, like be, and, and the thought process is, you're stuck down inside, yeah. horses are going to come over from the outside to get better position. But, but I'm a little curious that that might change here, in the, either this year or in the near future, just because they no longer have the auxiliary starting gate where you had like the one through 16 were in one spot. 17 through 20 were in another and the angle on the horses on the inside wasn't very good. You were basically running right into the rail. But like I, I think now with the one horse hit show, if he was not on the rail, he would have been a lot shorter than thirty to one. And it's interesting that another Brad Cox horse, number two horse verifying, is right next to him in post two. So verifying is gonna go to the front. That might allow Hit show a little bit better a little bit cleaner start. So he might not be as compromised by the rail as some of the other horses have been in the past.
3: All right, so I know that you mentioned that your uh, your top pick was one of the horses that was uh, ruled out here. But let me ask you then, uh, just as a general handicapping like rule of thumb for you with these horses, what are some of the qualities that you want in a horse in the Kentucky Derby? And are there any other horses that might fit those qualifications?
4: I, I think the biggest thing that I look for is a horse that I know is going to get the distance. Right, like I, like the, the favorite Forte. He's by a, a, a sire named Violence, and he's, his um, horses, forces, his offspring tended to, tended to be very sprint-based, seven furlong based, as violence was. He was not a horse that was really known for his route races. And we saw Forte's speed figures drop as he went from a mile on a sixteenth to a mile to eight, mile on an eight. So I think he's I think he's vulnerable tomorrow. I, I think if you look at some other horses and verifying who I just mentioned, I mean he might justify he should be able to get the distance. Um, there's a uh, mage the gay horse things by like good magic and the big brown underneath. You should be able to get the distance. Yeah, there, there's just a couple of horses in here that I, I think the mile and a quarter is going to be a little bit too much.
3: Chris Felica with us. Um, all right. So for people more familiar with sports betting, uh, would you recommend betting this at set odds or at a sports book, maybe in uh, or in pari I
4: normally, I would say set odds. If it was a normal Saturday afternoon at Churchill Downs, and it was not a massive spectacle where the public gets involved and people are betting horses based on post position or color or name or something like that, I I would say do it. But now today you get so much money in those little – because they like a color or whatever. You are going to get probably better prices on horses that have a legit long-shot chance than you would – on some other horses who were going to get decked down because someone likes their name or likes their story. So today or today and tomorrow, I want the paramutual odds because I think I can beat the moves and the odds that the other people are playing. But on a normal basis, I would love set odds.
3: All right, so we know that the field is changing, so we'll get you out of here on this. As it kind of stands right now, and again with the, with the premise that the horse that you were going to pick is out, uh, did you have somewhere that you would shift here overall for the winner of this thing?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at playing a four horse exact box with, um, with Skinner, with uh, number 18, Rocket 10, number 22, uh, Mandarin Hero, and then uh, I'm probably going to wind up adding the, the number four horse uh, Confidence Game as well. So uh, it's going to be those, those three Confidence Game, uh, Rocket 10, uh, Mandarin Hero, and maybe I'm going to add Verifying as the fourth horse in there. I think. I think confidence game is an interesting horse. Obviously, he's been off since February, so that's an unusual position to take. Then uh, during the Derby, really not prep the workouts can only do so much. But I think the number eighteen horse Rocket Ken is someone adding blinkers for Belmont. Uh, the horse reminds me a lot of Country House, who won for Belmont as a long shot price a couple of years ago. Versatile, he can be on the lead, he can come from off. He adds blinkers. He's always been bet, won the Holy Bull. He might be someone who. The board forgets about tomorrow, and you might be able to get a really nice horse on the a really nice price, rather, on the number 18 horse rocket Cat.
3: Chris Felique of Fox Sports, at Chris Felica up on Twitter. Chris, good to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it.
4: Same here, JBT. Have yep.
3: a great weekend, bud. Thanks, man. You too. Look at that, huh? I'm just I'm just friendly with like all these people. You know? you're, you're,
1: hey, you're a big deal, man.
3: There's a lot of there's a lot of joy in that. You too, bud. You know? <laughs> uh, and to to reiterate, for anybody who is just joining us who had heard that, uh, yes, we do have a fourth horse scratched in the Kentucky Derby. That is the most scratches since 2015. Trainer John Sheriff's has scratched California Colt Skinner from Saturday's Kentucky Derby due to elevated temperature. That is uh, Kentucky Horse Racing Commission stewards announced on Friday. So they lost its fifth entrant altogether. Four horses have been scratched. It's the most in 2015. The horses Practical Move, Lord Miles, Continuar were scratched on Thursday. Wild on Ice had to be euthanized unfortunately following an injury during a workout. So with no more also eligible horses available, the 149th Kentucky Derby will have 19 starters at the gate. So that is the uh, the story and the adjustment. And uh, still. A lot of information up there, up on the website. And we'll have updates on the website, too, over at vcin.com, which you might, uh, might want to make sure you check out, especially with this field evolving as much as it has been over the last 24 to 48 hours. Um, let's see. Uh, really quick, because I didn't want to spend a ton on time on this, uh, uh, Kelly. So we'll, we'll hit this here. But wanted to note, of course, because we didn't hit this yesterday. I think this has come down after we came went off the air. So Mike Budenholzer has been fired yeah. by the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. It'll be very fascinating to see. Who takes on that job because it's a very good job, uh, but also uh, a little bit of an itchy trigger finger um, on Budenholzer. Who look, it was a bad series. Looked like old Bud for a while, um, but very interested to see after a guy led them to an NBA Finals championship, you lose to an eight seed though in the way that you do, you're gone just like that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I know. I kicked this around with a couple people yesterday. I, I think that the the first thing that means to me JVT is they want to get out in front of the Nick Nurse. Uh, you know, be sweet a pretty steaks, good hire. Yeah. I think that's what it means to me. I also think there's a chance that bud went to them. Right. And was like, Hey, if you guys are going to kick me out or something, do it, do it now. So I can, yeah, I can have a choice do of I, jobs.
3: Do I make another movie reference? Like he walked up to them and like put the gun on his head. He was like, just
1: do it.
3: <laughs> 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 Called their bluff. They're like,
1: "All right," think, Cause I think that is part of it. Right. Like you want to be out there when jobs are open up and actually right. be able to take one. Right. And so I, I, I don't know. I think that I think I would guess from the Bucks, we either see Nick Nurse happen pretty quick, or it might be a while. You,
3: you, sh- a you should put a full court press on that guy. You really should. He, like yes. he's especially with a full arsenal. He add to that thing. He could be or that could be one of the actually no that will be one, the best defense in the NBA next year it, if they it, get him.
1: And look, whoever's getting boot holes are probably a good coach too.
3: Uh, yeah, very true. Very true. All right, we'll take our break. We have plenty more to get to. We'll get to some MLB futures a little bit later in the hour. When we come back, the Lou joins us. Most exciting two minutes in sports is coming up, and the field continues to change with the, another scratch. Now down to 19. Get all the latest information up on the website at vcin.com. If you're not a V-CIN subscriber, check it out now at vcin.com slash subscribe and get in on the Kentucky Derby betting guide. So covering plenty despite a changing field, of course. You want to get your hands on, and it's digital. You want to know what that means? It means it can be changed, right? If information changes, we can change it too. Check it out now. Introductory offer, nine ninety nine dollars 99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Awesome, awesome information, including best bets from Dave Tooley and
1: crew. Is that Dave Tooley's crew? Dave Tooley's crew. That's bunch right. of, That's bunch right. of bowler shirts to the guys that <laughs> like to, to, it's a hard hitting crude yeah. bowler shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dave. I haven't seen him in forever. I feel
3: like I have not in person. I have not seen him. No, you are right. But I, I, I assume every time I see him, one of my favorite traditions on Sundays is uh, at a local casino out here uh, during football season. I always see Dave, Dave Tooley just sauntering on by, he's got a little table. He always goes to, and it's always <laughs> like, Hey, what's up Tooley?" So football season, I see Tooley probably every Sunday.
0: The, that, you know? the
1: Dave, Dave has some of the uh, uh, so part of his fame is the some of the eating, uh, right? Oh, like the prime rib, the, like massive eating competition. I think stuff. it's
3: Jerry's nugget that has the prime rib, like the massive slab. You have to look, go on his Twitter account. Just search prime rib. And I think he's got the, he's got the picture of it uh, at view from Vegas, Uh, a man who I'm going to make an assumption enjoys prime rib because his name is Lou Acaro. Uh, Nice enough to give us some time today. Is there truth to this accusation that I've levied at you that you do indeed joy, enjoy prime rib, Lou Finicaro?
2: First of all, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm in the throes of a deep weight loss currently. So for you to be mentioning Thule, His eating habits and then topping it off with prime rib hits me below the belt, JBT. But, yes, I love it. And I did see Thule recently, and we did make a jaunt to the Tempe Portillo's before he went to a uh, Cubs baseball game and we visited. Thule's a great man and had a bunch of characters with him. It was fun to see him, and it's good to visit with you, Jets. A-
3: 85 grams of prime rib has about 20 grams of protein, Lou. Come on. You're good. It's got protein in it. You can eat
2: it. He had a bunch uh, of characters with us, so Tule does yeah,
1: have a
3: crew. Yeah, he does have Tule's a crew. Tule's <laughs> He might, uh, might want to watch out for those guys wandering around. Uh, all right, Lou, uh, let's start in the uh, National Hockey League before we get to uh, what we're going to see a little bit later today. And uh, as we watched last night and what transpired in the NHL, any big takeaway from what we saw yesterday uh, with Florida now taking a two, nothing series lead over Toronto. Cause you know, I'm much, uh, you know, me, Lou, I like data. I like numbers. I like analytics. It, it feels like there's something narratively here with Toronto, finally getting the monkey off the back in terms of getting out of the first round and then completely letting down here in the second.
2: I think uh, Jonathan, that could have been anticipated. Yeah, You're talking about 20 years of pressure for these kids that I don't regard as gritty, tough and full of fortitude to begin with. So when you take that pressure off and you loosen the belt, everything opens up. Meanwhile, Florida, behind new coach Maurice, who is is really, he is really getting uh, to be up there with Cooper as far as how he's playing his team. He's got last year's president President's Cup winners. With the infusion of this young man, Kachuk, believing in themselves, and uh, Bobrovsky playing tremendous hockey, this is a team that I regard as the most dangerous remaining. In the East,
3: so they're up to nothing, but uh, they're going back home. But we've kind of seen this, right, Lou? I mean, they're an example of it. Home ice hasn't really meant much in this postseason. So, like you mentioned, that they were the most dangerous. So maybe I know your answer here, but so the Maple Leafs pretty much dead here, or is it really, you know, a thought that they could go on the road and maybe take two in Florida after Florida just took two in Toronto?
2: No, I think we're going to see Toronto's metal tested. They've now got two games in this series under their legs. They'll at least split in Florida. I believe there's a lot of hockey left to play between these two. And I'm I'm kind of half waiting uh, to see if we'll ever see a seven in that total, because yeah. if we're gonna get one, there's the there's the series that might produce it.
3: Yeah, 6.5 right now for Game 3 back in Florida, but shaded to the over at minus 125. Uh, All right, let's go to really quickly what we're going to see here today, and I wanted to go big series uh, picture first. New Jersey on the road against Carolina, and my thought was as you kind of looked at Game 1, right, Lou, it was kind of a tough spot where you look at New Jersey and you're like, yeah, of course, you're coming off of the Game 7, you get one day of rest, you got to go on the road. It's probably tough to turn that thing around to take on a Carolina team that's been waiting for you. So big picture here. What did you feel about the Devils coming into the series? Would it be worth it to come in and bet them to win this series now that they dropped game one in a really tough spot?
2: Well, that would be the only way to come in if you want to get involved in the series. And really, if if you were to do that, we're lucky enough here in Phoenix to have DraftKings. I'd look at them plus a game and a half, and we'll get to that when we discuss the next game as far as this series is concerned. You're really looking at a lot of offensive capability being away from missing from Carolina. And the question is, can the young Devils, who are a year ahead of schedule really, uh, tighten their skates enough to compete with the remaining veterans on Carolina? Uh, I have less strong feelings in that series, but I think Carolina is going to be very tough to beat based on the youth of uh, the Devils.
3: So out of the uh, the remaining series we haven't discussed yet, Edmonton, Vegas, and then Dallas, Seattle, Where are you, where's your passion the strongest here in terms of an angle to take?
2: Free flop, we took Vegas plus a game and a half in the series. Now, you look at Edmonton, who at that time, at the beginning of the series, they're giving a game and a half plus 120. Now, if you look at Edmonton, you can get a game and a half with Edmonton and lay 160. So in essence, you're going to give me three games advantage after one game in the series has been playing. It, it played. And granted, Edmonton's down, but now I'm going to get Edmonton with three games advantage and I only have to pay about 80 cents for that. That's a complete overreaction. No one said Edmonton was going to sweep the Knights. I believe this series has seven games written all over it, and Edmonton plus a a game and a half as a series prop available on DraftKings to me is a very great opportunity.
3: Big picture here with Edmonton, like, were you in the camp? A, a lot of the smart hockey people that I would talk to were preaching uh, Edmonton as, like, that team, right, that dangerous squad that would come out of this conference, and you look at it, right, down one nothing here against Vegas. Like, is this a team that has been overpriced by the market? Because just what I understand in terms of sports betting, glue and tying into some of the philosophies I use, I kept coming away with maybe the Oilers being overpriced by the betting market. Is, has that been the case?
2: In my opinion, yes, Jonathan. I completely concur. I think that much of the betting market, is unwilling to to really recognize how much different the postseason is from the regular season. And that's all regular season sentiment driving Edmonton. Post postseason sentiment is driving Dallas. Yeah.
3: All right, really quick, let's hit on that before we get to anything for UFC. Dallas, Seattle. Uh, Seattle now um, back at home. Dollar forty favor the Stars are here. I think that seemed like the series where you felt most comfortable, right? Where, hey, okay, you lose game one. Dallas, though, heavily priced here in this series and in that game. Going to bounce back, tie it up. They do, and now they're favorites on the road here against the Kraken.
2: Yeah, uh, Dallas is my pick to win it all. I think they will do that, but I don't think they get out of Seattle easy. That's a seven-game series as well. I think it's going to be no easy task for the Stars to get by a Seattle team that's been as underestimated as Florida.
3: All right, UFC 288. We'll start at the top. Cejudo and Sterling, what do we got here? Ring rust? Is that going to be thing here for uh, Henry Cejudo?
2: I don't think so. Cejudo is a world-class competitor. And I think he's been preparing for this for some time. He, uh, yeah, he's got, he's been away for three years and that's the intangible. So what are we going to get from Henry? Meanwhile, Aljo, uh, who weighed in at 710, Henry was the first one on the scale at 6am. It took Aljo till 710 to weigh in. That's because he's huge for the weight class. He spent a lot of time working on that weight cut. And I think that could potentially affect him in the later rounds. I wrote in the uh, digital magazine this week that my position was on Aljo, and at that time it was. At this point, I'm not on that fight in any way, shape, or form. I think that Cejudo's well aware of the opportunity ahead of him. That has to be respected, and I worry about the weight cut for Aljo. So I'll step away from this fight. If anything, fight does not go the distance plus 100 at DraftKings, I'd look that way.
3: All right, last 60 with you, Lou. Anything else on the card that our audience should be aware of?
2: Best bets would be Bilal Muhammad against uh, uh, Gilbert Burns and Verna Jandaroba against Marina Rodriguez. Both of those fighters are slight underdogs, and I believe they're in very good positions.
3: Lou Finnecaro, Gambleu. uh Glue. it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. It's good to see you're doing well.
2: Thanks, JVT, Kelly. Everybody, good luck and enjoy the fight.
3: Yep, Gamble again up on Twitter. About business podcasts. Well, first strike, everything that Lou has offered. And, of course, vcin.com. You can check out the written work up there, too. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll hit on a couple more things when it comes to the NBA. We do have some updated series prices that we haven't hit. We also should take a look at what we're going to see in New York and Miami because we don't really have an update yet on what Jimmy Butler's going to do and the market's doing some things. So we'll keep you updated there and on any breaking news that we have in the world of sports. And for Kelly, I have... A social question once more about how he operates in certain social settings and uh, feel like I can be kind of ruthless at times. And I don't know if it's rude or if it's the right thing to do in these scenarios. We'll talk about it when we return. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's Jonathan Vontobel filling in for Gil. A reminder for all of you, a lot of the stuff we have up on the website can be yours for just a $9.99 price for 30 days. That includes our Picks at a Glance page. You can easily sort through picks by sport the type. You follow hosts and guests and check out our v Experts Leaderboard. See which v host has the hot hand in terms of ROI, winning streak, and more. Check it out today. v slash subscribe. A lot of good tools up there, not just the Picks at a Glance page. Just want to check out everything that we have to offer up on the website at com. All right, so I mentioned uh, I had a social question for you. So what before you got, we get man? to the, the hardcore sports stuff. So yesterday, of course, got What's to go to screw up? No, no, I, I, could, <laughs> I actually, I don't, when I say, because so I mentioned I feel ruthless in this, right? Where like, I don't, I give no Fs, as the kids say. So you had a social setting yesterday where there's like a bunch of people and it's a bunch of people that you kind of know and you kind of hop, you know, there's there's that... That weird thing that happens at gatherings like this where, like, you know, you stand in kind of, like, that circle, right? And you're, like, talking to each yeah. other, but there's a bunch of people. And then maybe something happens to where your your attention gets drawn away here so then you get to another conversation and blah, blah, blah. What I mean I'm ruthless is if you're not passing the vibe check, like, if you're, like, kind of talking my ear off and I don't like it, I will flat out leave. Like, in the, I, oh, not like yeah. cu- not cut people off, but, like, when I sense an opening, I'll be like, I'll be right back. And I'm, I'm not back. I'm not right back. I'm just leaving. But I feel like sometimes I feel like it's rude. There's other times where yesterday this person will go unnamed. Somebody was clearly a talker, and I didn't really want to get wrapped up in a lot of those conversations. And so I did the sneaky thing where I was like, oh, well, he, and I pointed to the person next to me, like just set him off on a topic, and then slowly backed out and then walked away and then went somewhere else. <laughs> It was a brilliant move because that person actually got stuck talking to them for, like, 15, maybe 20 minutes. All right,
1: see, that's playing a little dirty. But no, that, no, And then although,
3: I went to go watch the basketball game.
1: Otherwise, I'm completely on board with you. That's why, that's why, you know, it helps if you're someone like me that, you know, I drink and I drink quickly, right? So often you're like, oh, you know what? I got to go grab a drink. I'll see you guys in a bit. I'll be right back, yeah. right? Like, you know, you got to have multiple excuses to bail you out. So, yeah, no, I'm – I'm with you. There there are those conversations when you're in a group setting like that that you can get locked into that you gotta have outs, man. We talk we talk about gambling outs all the time. You gotta have yeah, outs no. to get out of that conversation.
3: Yeah, that was one too where the service was actually too good. Where to the point oh, where you like, couldn't like go waste of, time one at of the bar. hostesses literally took the glass from out of my hand when I was like not really paying attention. She's like, You need a new one. And I'm like, I didn't really, but okay, yeah, sure. Like, thank you, I appreciate it. Like, it was, it was brilliant. So
1: you're all like, right. whoa, I'm married, okay?
3: Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! I don't have it on today, but yeah, whoa. Ch- chill out, lady. All right. I know that you think I'm sports betting royalty when you see all these famous people around here, but trust me, I'm nobody. All right. I'm married here. Uh, all right. That's all I had. That's all I had in terms of the social setting. Yeah,
1: questions. no, I think you're good, man. I do that all the time. All right. I thought you were going to bring up something. Uh, I don't know, way, way worse, but no. Maybe that makes us bad people, but I completely agree. Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs)
3: Like, is it it rude of me to just be like, you know what, this conversation? I'm not flat out telling them, like, you're boring, I'm leaving.
1: But my actions
3: are saying, you're boring, I'm leaving. And so I, you know. And there might be people listening right now that were list like we're talking to me yesterday are now thinking like, wow, was it me? It was oh, you, jerk. It yeah. was it Whoa. was you. Think about it. No. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the NBA because we did not hit on anything we're going to see this coming weekend. So we will finally see uh, Game Three of Knicks Heat. I thought that series is over because we haven't seen it in forever. And I just wanted to do a quick update here because we haven't really seen much in terms of adjustments and where we're seeing where the market wants to move. We've gotten pretty static for the most part. The Heat minus one fifteen. X minus 105 Jimmy Butler plays it'll probably you know maybe we'll see like a minus 120 bump because the point spread will move in favor of the heat we haven't really seen much so I will ask you Kelly I know like of the four remaining series that we have Celtics are a minus 240 favorite, 76ers plus 195. Nuggets are a minus 450 favorite, Suns plus 350. Heat minus 115 favorite, Knicks minus 105. Again, these are series prices. Warriors now minus 115 favorites, Lakers minus 105. If you are betting a series price, where is Kelly Bidlin putting his money?
1: man, I missed the best of it, but probably still the Warriors – I think that it's kind of like you said top of the show where you weren't, you weren't, uh, you know, you were, you weren't convinced. Now you kind of are. I was was always convinced. My
3: confidence never wavered.
1: So we we discussed this on hardwood handicappers. It was the
3: wherever you get your podcast.
1: That's right. Wherever you get your podcast, go find it now. Um, I love the warriors in that game too, but man, the Lakers had impressed me enough in game one. I couldn't buy hard on the series price. Of course I wish I did now. I think that's where I'd go though.
3: So here's my – I know you love these questions.
1: I mean, it's also one of those, if you got the bankroll, like the Nuggets win in the series.
3: Yes, the question, <laughs> the question is just, is it priced enough into it where you're looking at minus 450? And like, to your point, I would actually – I would agree with you. However, again, going back to what we talked about, like scenarios and how much they cost and all that kind of thing, if I'm going to lay the price and like almost double down with the Nuggets, I think I'd want to do it in game four as opposed to game three. Yeah, right, game three would be the best opportunity, I think, for the Suns to grab a win.
1: You know what though, I you know what I'm going to say the same thing about the Warriors now too. Like if that, I either would have done it before game two. I feel that way about. I I actually feel that way about uh, game three with the Lakers as well. Like I probably won't be betting that game at all. I actually think the Lakers. Can, it, it's. Look, we know what they didn't do last night. I think you're going to see a much more. I did play a player prop. I did play Anthony Davis over sports. I think you're going to see a much more aggressive Anthony Davis. I think you're going to see a lot of what you saw in the first half from LeBron. They know the pressure has now shifted their way. I think they've got a good chance to win that game. But even if they don't, I'd be okay then. If Okay, Warriors win that game. I'll lay whatever big number I got to lay with the Warriors. I'd be confident in them getting home at that point. Series is over. There
3: you go. Now here's no now here's the, here's the other thing though is now this is the best opportunity for me to get I, I mean before the series began was my best opportunity.
1: Yeah.
3: But to get something out of this warriors these warriors numbers that I have Lakers minus 105 is probably something.
1: I still so, so like for your your situation I think you should play that Lakers yeah. number a little
3: bit. Yeah. I was hoping for uh, I know sports gambling Twitter got really mad at K Adams for saying this so I'm going to say it inappropriate like incorrectly on purpose. Plus 100. I was hoping to get plus 100 on the uh, Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers. Um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, I am. Uh,
1: are we getting, we're really getting upset about that? Oh, you didn't see this? No, I uh, didn't you know, see it like, like, she,
3: like there was one, because Kay Adams, who, you know, hosts a show on, uh, you know, another network. Um, somebody tweeted at her a same game parlay or a parlay of some sorts. And the odds were, you know, even money or plus 100, whatever. And somebody responded with, ew, like, like four legs. To get uh even money no thanks she quote tweeted it and said that's plus 100 read a book honey or something like that i think she was joking okay. i i think again you don't know right, but i'll have
1: c- to go back and look at but it of ever. course
3: of course sports betting twitter's like that's not plus 100 <laughs> that's even money like can we like can we be joyous for five seconds
1: like who cares I guess I'd be a little bit more concerned. I'll have to go look at the tweet. I'd be a little bit more concerned if, if she doesn't know what even money means, like if that's translating I mean, to plus 100. I, you but... actually
3: go read it because I think when I read that, I took it as like a joking like – because also I've seen some of Kay Adams' like past – that's her name, right? The, the former yeah, NFL yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like for some reason she had a different last name. I've seen some of her other stuff, right? And like there's some jokes that she has tweeted out before like – I kind of understand her sense of humor. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like that was a joke, but of course, like, no, no, we got to get mad. Yeah, we got to call yeah, you stupid. Just... You got to call you an idiot.
1: Twitter so. Twitter really might be just the worst place on the planet. Talk it. About it, it I, it's I it. just incredible what people like. We, we are so mad always about everything and we have to express it.
3: I love it. Especially the sports betting community. It's such a warm and welcoming place. <laughs> Real, I've really never is. felt uh, the 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 warm embrace that I have felt multiple times in my life. It's sports betting Twitter my wife the day we got married. And then every time my children run to come and greet me when I get home from work, you know, it's no warmer, a hug than that. Uh But yeah, so I, I wanted to bring that up. And I'll, I, this is the other thing. Cause I, I know you love the topic of hedging. Oh, God. So, yes. so, well, here's the thing. And I think this is kind of important to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So I do have another ticket. I've got the Philadelphia 76ers at 23 to one to win the NBA finals. It's a very good ticket considering where they're at right now in the grand scheme of things. However, Oof, yeah. I am I am ready to take a loss on that ticket because I think they're going to lose the series, and it is. I still think it is too early to try to get anything out of it, right? Because if you try now, let's say they pull it off, then you're talking about, okay, Eastern Conference Finals, you get something out of it there, by the time you get to the NBA Finals, if they actually do it, you're going to have nothing left. So again, I know a lot of people always talk about like hedging on things, you know? Sometimes... You're in a position where, hey, it's a really good number. You're just going to take the loss. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at right now. So I guess I
1: pro- if I were in your shoes, I might have done something Celtics series price after game one. and it, but, but like you're talking about, that would be in my mind with the understanding that I'm not doing anything against the 76ers if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because right. I would have the – in my mind, if they got past the Celtics, okay, the 76ers are all of a sudden looking pretty dang good, and you're going to go up against the Knicks or the Heat that I have no faith in whatsoever, I think that, you know, me, you, me, you Sean, and Kevin, maybe even the four of us can play a competitive game against uh, the Knicks or Heat with all the injuries they have right now. Uh, but anyways, like, that would be the understanding, right, that you would, you would have to – not hedge in the Eastern Conference Finals. Go right. into the finals then and do something
3: with Which it. Which is, and I kind of faux did it. I mean, it, it was based on my, you know, numbers and own projections, if you will, that I thought this series, the odds of it going under five and a half games were higher than the market said. So, I've got that under five and a half. is kind of a way of kind of getting maybe something out of there because betting on the Celtics, I figured they were going to be the one mm-hmm. to end it in four or five. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take it on the chin here. It's not like it's a, you know, it'd be nice if I could Enough. get it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but. Rob, Rob
1: says work. he'll play point guard for
3: us. Okay. Uh, I'll say Liz, Knicks Wyatt, minus. Isaiah.
1: They're coming off the bench. I'll
3: say minutes. Knicks minus 100 and a half, but that we'll probably <laughs> cover just because they'll run out of time and they won't be able to get uh, up yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're wrapping up a little bit more like the Kentucky Derby in the evolving field. Uh, Paul Zilb is going to join us super uh, Circuit Sportsbook when we return. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. Got to be 21. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to quality qualification and eligibility requirements rewards are issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets which expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER I have trouble for that one seven days from issuance Oh, the, those are, they're tough ones. A lot of they S's there. Ones, a lot yeah. of S's there. Uh, no S's in Paul Zilm's name, so that's a good one. Paul's with us now. Uh, of course, you can find him over at Circus Sportsbook, Rich Supervisor, at Paul Zilm, up on Twitter. Paul, it's good to talk to you, so I'll just ask this. What's the last 24, 48 hours been like for you with all these horses getting scratched out of this Kentucky Derby field?
6: Yeah, you know, I don't have much hair on my head, but I uh, <laughs> felt like pulling it out at a couple different times. its It's been wild for for the Derby to have this many scratches this close to the race.
3: So can you, from your perspective, and you know, keep in mind, uh, I am a very novice so horse better. I've, I think I've bet on like three Kentucky Derbies total, and one of them I won because it was my mother-in-law's maiden name, and I was like, screw it, let's put some money on this thing before the race starts. <laughs> um, so like, what is the process like for you when this field keeps changing, when horses get pushed down? Like, how much does this alter the odds when you have replacement horses in a field? How much does it increase the odds of some of the favorites winning this thing? What are some of the changes that we've seen so far?
6: Yeah, you you, uh, you kind of nailed it. The, the big thing for us is we want to offer, a, you know, a really competitive uh, theoretical hold. So, you know, when a horse goes out, um, you know, A, we want to get that horse off the board as soon as we can. Uh, B, we want to make sure that, you know, if it's a lower-priced horse. You know, one of the favorites, like Practical Practical Move was yesterday, who was 9 to 1 at the time he scratched. Um, obviously, there's a lot of value there on those horses right around them. We want to make sure we adjust. So, uh, it's a fair price uh, that we're, we're offering uh, on both sides, uh, since we do offer the no price as well. Uh, we just want to make sure everything's in line. And then, you know, we had to add in three horses uh, that we didn't have listed, uh, who are they also eligibles, uh, since our pool after the post position draw is must start for action. We weren't going to put those in until they drew into the field. So then it's getting them up, uh, figuring out where their odds uh, fit in. Oftentimes. You know, there's nothing to compare it to, so you're kind of creating the market on them right away, uh, and you just kind of got to book through it a little bit. And uh, yesterday would happen, and a couple of hours later happen again, and then a couple of hours later happen again. So it just kind of felt like uh, you're repeating the same process a few times.
3: Is there like a is there a deep like analytical database of like horse stuff? Right, because I'm like a big analytics and numbers guy, but as somebody who's setting odds for these horses, how much of this process for you is watching them and understanding, like, past uh, races? How much is out there in terms of data on these horses that help you shape the market?
6: You know, there's a lot of data out there. Uh, You know, most of these horses have run three, four, five, maybe even six times. So you can find some data on how they've done on the track different parts of the country. Um, So you can look at their past performances there's three or four different kinds of speed figures out there that you can use to kind of hopefully try to level the playing field based on track variance the day they ran, the competition they ran against, and try to, you know, give you a universal number that you can, you know, A versus B, that kind of a thing. Uh, for me, you know, we opened up our derby futures on December 15th. And so a big, you know, I've been watching all of these horses Uh you know, since about a month before that. So I feel like I have a good idea of where they should be in the market. Um, well, you know, I've been wrong plenty of times, and the market's good at correcting you when you are. So you want to make sure that you, uh, you have the prices somewhat close and then just move aggressively uh, one way or the other when, uh, when the betters come in.
3: All right, so you guys have a variety of stuff up there over at Circa. How often uh, will you get action on some of these no prices uh, for the horses that you have offered?
6: Uh, a lot more than people think. I yeah. mean, people will look at a horse that you mean not to lay, and we'll just we'll take a we have confidence game at twenty-seven to one right now. The win is no price is uh, uh, forty-four dollars. You got to lay forty-four and a half dollars on him, but plenty of people do that because they have built positions throughout the uh, last three or four months, um, and so if you get out of whack, they'll they'll call you on it and make sure you just don't have horses, uh, you know low just because you don't want to take any more action. You can't really um, hide, I guess, is the best way to describe it. So it happens a lot, and it'll happen a lot between now and tomorrow. Go ahead. Oh, just I was going to say, what happened a lot is, you know, betters look at their, you know, portfolio and see, okay, I have these three or four horses, you know, I kind of like this one now. What type of value can I get?
3: Yeah. Paul Zilm with the Circa Sportsbook uh, Sports Risk Supervisor. All right, so similar question then, too. I mean, I would assume uh, Kentucky Derby matchups that you guys have offered are pretty sharp markets. Like, if we're paying attention to some of these moves, I'm assuming somebody like me is not coming in to bet Angel of Empire over Kings Barnes uh, in a matchup over at Circa.
6: You know, we've started to see a little bit more of, uh, you know, general play over the last, uh, I don't know, 12 hours maybe since okay. last night. You know, the first bets we took when we put them up on Wednesday, and that first day is a lot of people uh, who definitely have been waiting for them. Uh, they probably make their own numbers. There's not a lot of books that put them up, so uh, there's not a lot to go against um, as far as, uh, you know, seeing, you know, if they, can, if they can match the number, get a better number, uh, or if they're just going to, uh, to play their opinions. Um, so it's it kind of as we get closer to again to tomorrow, We'll start seeing more of those, you know, $25, $50 plays, people who want to have action, maybe have a small opinion, but are just uh, looking to get involved in, in the race.
3: So right now over at Circa, the favorite for this thing, Forte, sitting uh, plus 315, uh, minus 400 on the no if you want to go in there. Uh, so, Paul, before we get you out of here, I mean, the, the field keeps changing. Uh, what do you like here now that we have kind of settled in on 19 horses?
6: Yeah, you know, it's uh, – the board, I think, is is – Looking at it the way I, I do, um, you know, Forte is a deserving favorite. There were some rumors yesterday that he's got some injuries, and that's why his numbers kind of floated up a little bit. But I think his trainer has kind of said those were just impact rumors. So I think he's going to sell in as the favorite. I really like Angel of Empire. You know, we've seen his odds drop from, you know, as high as 10 and 11 to 1 over the last week to we have him at 7 to 1. And I think, you know, he'll go off a little bit less than that for the uh, parameutual odds, uh, the on track odds. So, uh, Angel of Empire is a horse I like. Uh, should, uh, should do well at Churchill. The distance fits him. Uh, his last two races have been really pretty good, and he's training well. That's, that's the horse I like. But, you know, the top three or four all make sense. I don't think there's anyone who's way out of whack.
3: Follow well, him on Twitter, Paul Zilmer. Just go say what's up at, Sur- uh, at Circa. He is the Circa Sports Risk Supervisor. Paul, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time. That was awesome.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, and enjoy
3: the race. Yep, you got it, man. We'll do. Kelly and I will be on for the lead up to that tomorrow here on Live That Saturday. Yeah.
1: What do we? Uh, what the, does the the race goes off right as we go off air? <laughs> <So> yeah, think, <laughs> I think it
3: starts at three fifty seven. Did we see that? Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's late. Is that? I could have sworn that it happened at like two o'clock every year. Yeah, we got to find out. Yeah, we got to find out exactly when that happens because I feel like that is late, and I always felt like it was like a you know like early afternoon race. But obviously, you know, I'm open to being wrong because I can tell you like. No, you're right. I'm right.
1: You're right. Three, yeah, three fifty-seven Pacific time, six fifty-seven Eastern. I feel like that's really late
3: for the folks over there. Yeah, like in I
1: nice mean, warm. we're you know we're you... we're more into the summer, right? So we got longer days, but still, okay, and it's yeah, only two minutes, point. right? Fast, two minutes.
3: Uh, <laughs> very true, very true. Most exciting as well. Are you betting this? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It, it's my annual donation to the uh, to, to the casinos. You're
3: going to do this like like fixed, though, right? You're going to go to like Circa or anything I like that? Will.
1: Yeah. I will. I will. I know that there are horse a lot of horse betters out there. I thought that was a great breakdown by who, Chris. We yeah, talked about Chris that, Lee. right? It was a great breakdown. I know there's a lot of horse betters out there that that don't like that. I don't think there's anything wrong, though. If you're, if you are a, like you and I, if you are more of a sports better and not a very familiar, uh, uh, a a better that is very familiar with horse betting, if you want to know what odds you're betting on, I don't think there is any problem with locking it in ahead of time. I think Chris gave a good breakdown of that uh, uh, for this specific year and why it might make more sense to do more with the paramutuals, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I like to know exactly what number I'm getting on a pet JVT.
3: Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you too, uh, in my deep knowledge of horse racing, this is probably one of the weakest fields I've seen.
1: Yeah. It. it it's, um,
3: in terms of names of horses, that's what I mean.
1: The, oh, in terms of the names of the yeah. horses, okay. it's
3: one of the weakest fields I've seen, I think in my time,
1: I, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing. I just caught on our newsletter. Uh, okay. I, I'm not sure if this was in the special yesterday, but just another reason to uh, to uh, subscribe to Visa. and I see a, I saw a Brent Musburger tipped horse in there. Ooh, how yeah, about that? Yeah, we got we got a Brent horse uh, in the, in the newsletter today. Brent so
3: knows his he, horses. I remember one that. Yep. as a, as his uh, trusty producer when we first started here. We had a a, a long time jockey come in studio. Brent loves the, the ponies, as they say. If I had to pick, by the way. I-
1: I love betting on horses, by the way. I just I just know I'm not good I mean, at. You
3: know it. what I like about it? I like the instant gratification. Me too. I like that I can bet this thing. I just rewatched last year's Kentucky Derby like during the commercial break, so I like being yeah, able yeah, to lose money yeah. in the span of like you know 92.
1: like. Don't get me wrong. I can sit yeah. in a race book for three hours and drink and bet on, on horse races like that. I can do that. I've done it before.
3: Uh, Let's we'll do it again. All right, we're <laughs> all done. Uh, if you love Kelly and I, live bet Saturday noon Pacific tomorrow. Gil will be back on Monday. We'll see. you. Have a good weekend, everybody. Lombardi line next.